and welcome to Kidmin Talk. This is Carl Bastian, your host, coming to you from Kidology.org, and you're listening to the 104th podcast. But more importantly, you're listening to part three of a three-part series that I'm doing here with my good buddy, Craig Wilson. Carl, the trilogy is almost complete. The trilogy, yeah. that's right. I, I don't think it's going to rank up there with the Star Wars trilogy, though. But, you know, then we're going to have to do a prequel. Yeah. Oh, wait, that'll automatically stink, though. Yeah, but especially if we bring Jar Jar Binks in. No Misa, no one, Jar Jar Binks. But, you know, we could, We then we could do the, what do you call the next three after the prequels, I don't know. We can we can milk this thing. Yeah, you know, and we could have merchandise. We could have toys. Yeah. Then we'll release it on Blu-ray and then the extended. We could do that. We could do director's commentary. Yeah. Uh, but before I run out of my intro music, we are continuing our three-part series on hey, starting over in ministry. Uh, both of us are new in the churches that we're currently at. We know many who listening are, or there's always a good time to restart. You don't have to leave your church. To have a fresh start. We've talked about listening and learning two podcasts ago. We talked last time about some immediate wins, just fixing some things that are broken. And now we're going to dive into part three of what to do as we talk Kidman. So what could that third part be? You know, I posted the podcast topic on Facebook and got lots of feedback. And we went to lunch today. And we read the comments, we made our own thoughts, and we're not sitting here as experts, we're sitting here as fellow practitioners who are starting over and want to learn from each other and share those thoughts with others. And we kind of arranged it into these, I've, I've been calling them three buckets, a lot of things fitted under just that listening and learning phase, not changing things too quickly. We talked about that two podcasts ago, and then we just got done recording, although it came out for the listeners a while ago, um, just those immediate wins, fixing some things that are broken, um, not necessarily always program, but even just temperament and culture or what God wants you um, to focus on. And so this third bucket, we're going to look at something I think you also do simultaneously. These aren't things you do in order. These are kind of things you do all at once. You're listening and learning while you're fixing things. But while you're fixing some things, you also need to do this third one, drum roll, I don't want to bang on the table. It's inspire and excite. Um, there, there's a new staff member. There's prepetition. Is that a word? There, people are nervous. Uh, they're skeptical. Uh, there's a lack of trust. We talked about that possibly, depending on what happened at the church in the past. Um, but there's also an anticipation and uh, a sense of, you know, what is God going to do? And, uh, and we have a real opportunity when we're new. They call that often the honeymoon phase, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I mean, you can get away with some things that you might not be able to get away with uh, later in ministry. You can ask for things you might not get later yes, in ministry. The budget is sometimes at your disposal. Yep. You might get, you know, some things that um, that you, yeah, you, you can be a little bolder because all you can get is a no. And you can even ask for absurd things because you go, oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm new. I, I thought maybe, you know, you yep. might, you know. Um, That's a good point. It's a great time to ask new guy questions. Like, you can just ask questions like you're a little oblivious to yeah. things. Well, because you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so how? let's talk for a few minutes here about how, while you're listening and learning and not trying to rock the boat too much, and while you're putting out fires because you were probably hired or maybe there was even a staff change because of fires and you've got to put, you know, your fire outfit on and get the fire extinguisher but you want to shoot higher, and you want to project further. 
So what are some things you can do immediately? Now, you're a month in. So, I mean, you're like literally brand new. I'm I'm about six months in to my ministry. I've had a little more time to yeah. hopefully get people excited about what's going on. We talked a little bit about that last time, even in because sometimes what's broken is a lack of excitement and energy, and that may be what you're um, fixing. I think a big part of it um, is casting vision. Yeah. And uh, last time I talked about the, the motto that we developed of because our church is High Point and our kids' ministry, therefore, is High Point Kids, we've just been kind of hanging everything off this idea of making Sunday the High Point of our kids' week, mm-hmm. which sounds pretty ambitious, and yet I do want church to be the kind of experience that kids look forward to. In fact, I've loved it over the years when I've had parents um, complain to me, but it's a complaint they enjoy giving that they've wanted to go on vacation and their kids have said they don't want to miss church. And so I've had parents say, you know, thanks to you, we couldn't get to Florida until, you know, Monday because we had to leave Sunday afternoon or we had to come back on Saturday, even though I had Monday off. And, and I can almost tell that they're conflicted mm-hmm. because they kind of wanted a longer vacation, but they like that their kids don't want to miss church. And so it's kind of a uh, best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, and so I think, so that that's our goal, and that does create kind of an excitement. Um, a big part for me in inspiring and exciting is is developing a team um, and sharing the, the leadership and letting, uh, as I let them know right away, I, I wasn't hired to run the kids' ministry. I was run, I was hired to build a team to run the kids' ministry. Mm-hmm. And elevating people into leadership positions they, most of them, in fact, my leadership team here right now, they already were leaders. They just weren't necessarily called a leader, and there wasn't a formal leadership team, but formalizing that. And I had so much fun at, at my first meeting. We, uh, we, I'm a big believer in games at leadership meetings. I start all my leadership meetings with a game, but they're games with an object to them or a teaching point. And so at our first uh, key leaders meeting because we didn't even have a leadership team. I invited people I perceived as key leaders to invite them to be on the leadership team. And we played Pictionary. And um, I bought a really fun version with this mini whiteboard and it was a little twist on the original game. Um, and they seemed a little surprised that we were starting with a game. But then I talked about uh, vision and how I'm the new guy and I'm going to start sketching and I'm going to start drawing and you guys as the is the faithful that have been here through now through at least three kids pastors. There was a guy before the guy, you know, who pre- preceded me. You're kind of trying to figure out what's the picture I'm drawing, mm. you know, and what's it going to be. And, and just as we played this game, you all could have different ideas based on the strokes that the person made on the whiteboard. Um, I'm going to be making ministry strokes and you're going to be trying, like, where's he going? What's he trying to do? And, um, and, and that's a lot of, a lot of what ministry is like. And um, so it was kind of a fun object. And I unpacked it a little more than that, that I, then I'll take the time right now. But the really fun exercise is I took a whiteboard, and you can steal this idea, is I took a big whiteboard, and I just put a black dot in the middle. And I asked people, what is that? And, uh, of course, at first they say a black dot. And then as I kind of coached them and pushed them, uh, they got really creative. And someone would say, um, you know, it's a planet. And then I, real quick, I drew stars and planets around it. Then I raced them all and left the dot. And another person said, it's the center of a target. And I drew some concentric rings around it. And mm. then someone else said, it's a nose. And I drew, drew it into a face. And then they started having fun with it and drawing all these things um, that this dot could be part of. And sometimes the dot was as big as a planet. Other times the dot was minuscule. And, um, and so we had fun with that. And then I talked about that dot represents what exists now at High Point Kids. 
And as a leadership team, sometimes we may focus on what's wrong right now, what's broken, what needs to be fixed, what needs to be corrected, curriculum changes, programmatic changes, staff changes, things like that. But what a leadership team does is they look beyond that. They look at what could this kid's ministry be, you know, and they got excited about it. And, um, and, I, and, and I said, we're, we're not going to fill in that board today because part of it's asking what does God want us to draw beyond mm-hmm. what exists today? Um, but it was really exciting um, for them. And, um, and so we've met a few times since then, and we formalized that team, and they, they all have roles, and, and we're growing that. Um, but it was really fun to help them see beyond the dot. And I got some emails from people saying they really enjoyed that exercise because it got them thinking beyond just what we're doing now. Yeah. And um, it was really cool. Uh, I know you're only a month in, so you you know we're near leadership team and stuff like that yet. No, I have it all together, Carl. You have it all together? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about resigning because that's already, everything that was broken is fixed. It's done. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, don't tell my boss because uh, <laughs> he'll be hiring you and kicking me to the curb. Um, but what are some of the things that you've done in the past or that you anticipate that you might do? I know you don't want to let any secrets out in case folks from Denver, First, First Denver... What's the name of your church? Denver name? First Church. Denver First. Yeah. Sorry, it was the I first came, church I came in over Denver. the Nazarenes, Carl. That's right. It was the first, the first church that was ever in Denver. Yeah, ever. It's the ever. first church yeah. in Denver. That's so, yeah, I, you know, inspiring, exciting is is important. I think casting vision um, is important. Um, sometimes that's you know bigger picture stuff. I think we talked about you know bringing them along with you on that, um, uh, making them part of that. You know, so it's something you're journeying together, but. Um, I, you know, I very quickly within the first month, I, I held a, you know, I, I think I talked a little bit about this the last uh, podcast, but I did hold a uh, meeting to gather everybody. And like I said, part of that was to just encourage and, um, but a big part of that was um, to remind them the why, you know, yeah. why, why, are, why are we here? Why am I here? Why are you here? Why are you still here? <laughs> you know, and, exactly. and why are we doing this? And sometimes we, like you said, we lose sight on the things we're discouraged about and we need to be reminded of the why I I'm a big believer in story. And, um, so, um, I, you know, ha, the more stories we can share of life change, the more encouraged, I mean, that's our culture right now. How many, how many, uh, how many, you know, videos get posted on Facebook that, you know, are of this great story that, you know, you're, you're just bawling halfway through it, you know, <laughs> and, and um, you know, people, people forward stories. And so in your children's ministry, you have stories. And sometimes they come at the most needed times when you're down and out. But when that story comes, sometimes it might stop with you. You know, oh, great, I got that story that was encouragement to me, especially if it was about you. <laughs> yeah. You know? But what's the story that you need to forward to your ministry people? And then they, who are they going to forward that story to? Because that's now telling a story about what God's doing in your children's ministry. And that has, that has limitless ramifications. Well, and to discover stories, it goes back to that the fact that we're simultaneously listening and learning. Mm-hmm. To hear a story, you've got to ask questions. Yeah. You know, how was your week? Yeah. You know, what are you going through? Um, you're not going to know victory in people's lives or answers to prayer if you don't if you're not praying with those people, and then you're able to share. Hey, can I share that story at our huddle on Sunday morning? Yeah. Hey, this guy was going through this this week. God answered prayer. They got the job. They got the healing. You know, whatever it is. Or this child invited a friend to church and they came yeah. and they got saved. Or and, and whatever don't those just different keep it to are. your. Don't just keep that story to your. St- to your staff, your paid, your paid children's ministry staff, and don't just keep to your volunteers. Share that story among your senior staff. 
Um, share it at staff meetings. Share it those places. Uh, my last supervisor, uh, you know, sometimes when you when you start a meeting, you know, I don't, you know, if you have a team, if you if you're fortunate enough to work with a team in children's ministry that's unpaid staff, like I was in my last ministry, you know, we gather every Monday, and sometimes you just you just get rolling, and you're right to your agenda and what's on the list of to dos. And our last supervisor forced us to have uh, two different kinds of meetings, and. Um, one was one was tactical, you know, and one was just to just review. And always it was, you know, going around in the circle among our staff and go, give me give me one win from the weekend, because there's one win. Even if you had the, you know, you have those weekends where you just want yeah. to go home, curl up in the fetal position, you survive, suck your thumb and cry. There's one win in there somewhere, you yeah. know, and um, and that was a, that was a good practice, you know, to go around and sometimes. And you just get, that's encouraging, you know, to hear that. So maybe if you don't have a, if you don't have a, uh, a staff, paid staff to do that with, do that in your huddle with your volunteers. Hey, somebody give me a win from last week, you know, and, and in your ministry, in your class, just something that happened. Uh, have them post it to your Facebook page or have them email it to your group. However you know, there's, there's some cool apps. Uh, I use one. Uh, I, I've switched between a few. I think Felt is the one that's my favorite right now. I can correct that later. In the in the show notes, um, where you buy credits, and you can take a picture like of a volunteer with a circle of kids around them, or teaching, or something, or leading worship, and right there on your phone, mm-hmm. you can actually write the note, hit send. You buy credits, and it will be printed and mailed to them. And they'll get it that week. Oh, cool! And uh, I have enjoyed using that over the last few years because if I have, I can have every intention to do it during the week, yeah, and the week will get away from me. But if I can do it right there on the phone on Sunday morning and yeah. just know it's done, yep. then I know they'll get it before next Sunday. Um, I've, I've had a lot of fun with that. And the one app I used all the time at my last ministry went belly up. And so I've been experimenting with some with different ones. And, and Sundays I wonder, like, did they ever get it? Because I never said anything. I hope, yeah. I hope they actually mailed the postcard. Um, so that's why I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck right now. Uh, you know, Sheila Robinson posted in the Facebook discussion um, asking questions, but she said, embrace their history and honor the past. Mm. Sometimes we have this mindset that when we come to a ministry, um, history be- started with us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the Carl Bastian era, it's the Craig Wilson era. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're, we're a chapter in a broader story. And um, in embracing those that history and celebrating that. And yeah, there's there's time for change and there's time to retire things and update things or modernize things. Um, but showing that that now you're a part of the church and that those those good things that happened in the past, that you honor those. Um, in fact, it'll be easier to change it if you honor it first. Yeah, it, it's, and that's that delicate balance, too. And I, I shared, it was, um, somebody shared with me, I, I believe it's a quote from a Disney executive that said, how do we honor the past without living in it? Amen. And that's, a, that's the balance. But yeah, honor the past um, for that and um, build on that. I've, I've tried to use the language uh, in this new ministry of, Hey, we're we're building on the good things that have already been happening here. Mm-hmm. We're building on the foundations that have been laid here in the past, so that it's not you know comes across as arrogant or I'm oh I've got this all figured out. Um, I, other ways to inspire. So you know, other ways to inspire. I think that you know story. Um, so now it becomes about you know where can you tell that story in your huddles, right? Uh, on your Facebook groups, um, using apps and technology is great. Carl, how often do you gather? your volunteer leaders in a year? Well, every Sunday morning they meet 
uh, our elementary, we call it the huddle. Yeah. And it's at 8.30 because service is at 9. And even our second hour volunteers are asked to come to that. Um, that's one thing I'm thankful to my predecessor for establishing because it was like, oh, cool. Yes, we're definitely keeping that. We talked yeah. about that last hour, creating culture. Um, and then we're, our plan right now is to have a quarterly luncheon. Um, we just had our first one. And uh, because we're going with this high point, making Sunday the high point of a kid's life, I, I put on Facebook, I want a creative name for a teacher training thing. Like, you know, um, and so I don't know if it was the, the greatest or how original, but we called it Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because we, we want to make church a high point, kind of Cloud Nine. And I went through nine ways to make Sunday the high point of a kid's week. I see what you And so there. it was kind of, you know, corny. I don't know what I'll yeah. use that again. But we, we had you know, all kinds of cloud-themed snacks and decorations and white balloons on the ceiling and blue tablecloths, and, and uh, so it was a lot of fun. And, um, and I, did, I did a story that, um, that uh, Dale Moody used to do with the candles, yeah. where you show the small, short candle, a tall candle, and one's the adult, one's the kid, and, and people assume the short one's the kid and the tall one's the adult, and Dale Moody said, no, the short one's the adult because their life is about spent, and the tall mm-hmm. one is the kid because he has his whole life to live. I love sharing some object lesson or story like that that yeah. inspires or instructs um, you know, the story of D.L. Moody's life and how he came to Christ and his Sunday school teacher. I'm not going to give it away here on the podcast because I use it a lot when I'm speaking, um, but it's a powerful, inspiring story to, to tell it quickly. Would, would destroy yeah. it. It's a great story. So, so but gathering... I love sharing those stories from the from not only your own ministry, but yeah. um, of historical figures. You know how Billy Graham came to Christ. You know, and, and the evangelist said that the event was a failure because just a kid got saved. Yeah. You know, those those kind of stories make people realize, oh, what I'm doing is significant, even though I'm a small group leader with six kids. Yeah. You know, the next Billy Graham, the next Dale Moody. You know, could be in in my class. So you're, you're getting together quarterly. I think it's important early on to gather them. Uh, you know, it's a different culture and time. You know, we it's uh, harder to get people's time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I you know I usually I, I have good success with doing things right after the last service and having lunch right there and childcare yep, provided. That's what we did. And we tell them an hour, an hour, and we're done. I always go about an hour and a half. But um, <laughs> well, I did the opposite. I let them out a half hour early. Did you? Oh, good See, what thinking. I did good is thinking. I, is I said it was longer, which yeah. might have hurt my attendance. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, but you, didn't, a, you didn't let anybody. But then down. what I did is I let them all out early. Yeah. Well, you and I know here we can't plan that on like day where there's a Bronco game at two o'clock. I, I, I made so, that mistake last Sunday. But gathering them, you know, regularly, I think it's important early on for them to hear from you. They want to hear from you. You're the new guy. Um, and um, you've got, you know, share some successes, stories, inspiration. I think it's also good to share some failures, you know, um, to say, you know, not everything we do or I bring here is going to be, you know, gold, you know. You know, a great example, we just did our big trunk retreat, and it went really well, and that was kind of one of my big tests as the new guy mm-hmm. uh, running a big event. And um, feedback was great, attendance was great, but we did an evaluation lunch last Sunday. I forgot there was a Bronco game, and... Luckily, it was a horrible game. That I, I spared them all a 51 to 20. It was brutal. Loss. It was horrible. So I did them all a favor. But um, our Bronco Blues is a topic for a sports podcast. But, um, but you know, one of the things I tried new this year that in my mind was a great idea was we were going to have this prayer time at the beginning, 15 minutes before it launched, gather all the trunk hosts and all the volunteers, and I would welcome them and thank them and have a prayer time. 
And it crashed and burned because, you know, I'm using the, the cop's megaphone trying to get everybody <laughs> over there. There were people who came early, you know, who were kind of like, hey, this, that's weird. And um, I... <laughs> Every time Mike, I I'm do... recording a podcast right now. Can I call you back? Hi, Mike. All right, I'll catch you later. You're on the podcast. Bye. Every time I do a podcast <laughs> with you, Carl, you have, you have chimes have going on. everything. You have... It's like you, you've done this before. <laughs> you right? saw me do the yeah. Do Not Disturb on and, everything. And for those of you that don't know, if you're thinking about doing a podcast with Carl in his new place, it's like a meat locker in here. <laughs> it is freezing. You could hang raw meat you, and it won't spoil but for Mike years. has spared me from my embarrassing story. But anyway, <laughs> I, I had this great idea. And I think people were hesitant to be critical of my prayer time because mm. it's a prayer time. Yeah. You know, but I had a leader who emailed me and said, uh, hey, I'm all for prayer and it was a great idea, but I think maybe you should do it earlier or, you know, gave some ideas. And I was so thankful for her because I thought it completely bombed, you know, and I realized, you know, what, what I had envisioned in my head in, in actual practice just didn't flat out didn't work. Right. And so when I, when I brought that up, it gave permission for everyone else to go, yeah, we, we see what you were trying to do, but yeah, that that didn't work. And so people need to learn that it, it's okay to be critical. Yeah. My ideas are going to bomb, and that's okay, but we'll learn from that, and next year we'll, we'll do it different. I think opening, uh, opening your door, letting people know that your door is open for real talk and criticism and that you know, that, that changes. And that, in a way, can inspire and excite that, you know, if they have a comfort level, that they can come to you, not with just, you know, hey, everything's great, you know, but also with... But along with that, planning, I think, is a big key. You know, oh, that absolutely. was one of the things that Stanley Mears, my good buddy, mentioned on the phone when I told him about the topic of the podcast. I already mentioned other things. I saved that one for this one. He talked about planning. When you start planning ahead, you know, the event was over, and it went great, and... To the casual observer and the guest, it was flawless. From the inside, we know where it could have been staffed better or planned better or yeah. prepped better. Um, but by being open about that and then saying, this went so great, it's going to be 20% bigger next year. We're not going to have 2,500 people next year. We're going to have 3,000 or 4,000 next year. Yeah. So how are we going to make it better? How can we step it up? Right. Um, that gets They're already excited about next year's truck or treat, yeah. and it's 12 months out. You know, and then when I say we're going to apply what we learned here to our Easter um, experience, they do a big Easter egg hunt thing here, but I found out I'm in charge of that too. Um, but because we have this one, they're going to get excited about that. Um, so I think as we start planning and going, you know, what 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 could we do? We're, we're talking to Josh Denhart right now about bringing his amazing chemistry show and doing his new day of science in one of the elementary schools and doing a partnership with an elementary school. And we're hoping that all happens. It's all contingent on calendaring and, and stuff like that. We're in the early stages. Um, but, but bringing that kind of stuff is exciting. Going to my new leadership team and saying, how, can, how are we going to reach this zip code? We have a weekly ministry in the inner city of Aurora yeah. every Sunday morning where we feed the inner city kids and we provide a program, um, and that's awesome. Um, but now my pastor's saying to me, Carl, how do we reach the kids in this affluent zip code mm-hmm. where the where our main campus is? Yeah. And so just dreaming. Uh, I think giving people permission to dream. Yeah. Um, I think, is, I think it's important. important part of that planning follow up is you know sometimes it's easy to easier to talk about vision than actually start implementing it. And so you know uh, actually you know great to talk about vision, but you've 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 got to you've got to start seeing 
you know, some movement. And that's where those early wins um, come in. Um, I think part of that's a culture change. I know at my last church, um, they would do these concerts of worship concerts quarterly. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the past, they'd provide child care. And and I was like, well, why do child care? Why can't kids do worship? You know, we brought Jeff McCullough in, and we did some great worship concerts. Well, same thing happened here, actually, this month, where our pastor's been doing a real emphasis on prayer. And um, and so, of course, the staff meeting where I was away at the Kidman Conference, I got an email, hey, we're doing this church-wide prayer meeting. Um, we need you to provide child care. Now, kids' pastors don't like the word child care, right? right we right. we kind of, okay, we don't do child care. We do ministry. <laughs> you know, but I, but I, but I was like, well, of course, I'll... I'll do that. The boss wants me to do that. But I was like, no, we're a ministry. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a kid's prayer meeting. Now, kids can't pray for an hour, but we're going to do worship. We're going to do a lesson on prayer. We're going to do prayer centers. You know, and just today I was posting on the Facebook, your church's Facebook page, here's what we're doing with the kids. Mm-hmm. Just and, and it gets people excited because they go, oh, kids yeah. aren't just shoved in a room. Um, but it's 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 marketing. And I, I, I know marketing is like a bad word sometimes. But marketing to me, really, a better word would be just spotlighting yeah. what we're doing, yep. and it's sharing what we're doing, because kids' ministry can be the best-kept secret in the church sometimes. And now your inspiration is moving outside of just your volunteers and your staff people. You're inspiring the parents, the congregation, um, which then that all has positive results on, on your ministry. Um, one, one of the things for ins- inspiration, I, I mentioned you know, early on, I think they need to hear from you, um, you know, somewhere along the way, and I've had you out to my prior ministries before, I think it's great to for your people to hear from somebody else. Uh, you know, um, bring somebody in. Bring in somebody to do some training or just even encouragement um, that's a different voice. Even you can start with, I always, every year when I, I, I met twice a year on big meetings with our group. We would meet weekly in a huddle as well, but twice a year. One was kind of training, encouragement, and vision, and the other was appreciation. And but I always, for the first few years, because I wanted I wanted to gather my um, staff and to be inspired by what's happening in in children's ministry and see the the people that are leading kids every week. So I invited a different pastor every one of those for their first couple of years to come in and share. Oh, that's a great uh, Share idea. something with, because now you're exposing, it's showing your people that this pastor is connected and cares about them, and it's forcing them to see what's going on here. There's power and inspiration in getting all your volunteers into one room and seeing um, how cool that is. I had, I, I've had you out for that a couple of times, yeah. which is great, and it's another voice. It's a, someone coming from a different angle than I would on things. Yeah, and, and since you're bringing that up, let me mention some some of you listening I know are at small churches and don't have the capacity. I, mean, I live locally, and so you know you didn't have travel, but sometimes it's like, man, if there's no one local, then you're looking at hotel and lodging, yeah. and of course you want to be generous and give an honorarium. Um, I've been doing something new, especially now that I'm a full-time kids pastor and I can do less of that, um, where I'm doing that via Skype. And if you just yeah. go to kidology.org slash video training, um, I've really been enjoying it. I make it as interactive as is possible with that format. Um, but I've been enjoying just through the, the power of today's technology, gathering with 20 to 30 volunteers and just equipping and encouraging them, inspiring them. You know, they just put up a big screen and a projector or a giant TV. Um, so don't don't automatically assume, oh, I can't do that because. Right. Uh, find a way to do it. But like you said, it doesn't have to be 
some well-known speaker that from a conference. It can just be a pastor from the community, a pastor from the church, or you may have hidden talent in your church. I just discovered in the last few weeks one of my awesome small group leaders is a professional clown. And I was like, ah, she was holding out on me, keeping the little secret there. You know, she was fine to let me be the, you know, the center of attention. And so at our trunk retreat, you know, I said, hey, can can you come do your clowning? And of course, no one knew who it was because she was in her full um, paint face and everything, and she went around as a clown. And people probably assumed I hired her somewhere. And I, Carl, I, you know, I have a fear of clowns, right? So yeah, fact, clowns. Eat well, people. she's right outside. That's the a different. Store. That's a different podcast. For that's a different podcast. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll do an intervention. We but, know we want we want to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. You've given me some ideas. I know I've talked about things that some of my own volunteers. Hey, he hasn't done that yet. Um, but this is ironing, sharpening iron, and again, it's all things we have to do with this simultaneously. You know, yeah. it's like juggling. You never stop listening and learning. I've been here six months. I've learned a lot, so I've been able to implement some things. I've been able to fix some things. I'm still trying to inspire. You're you're at the very beginning of that, yeah. where you're pretty much just listening right yeah. now. And, and that's a, re- a reminder to the listeners, and and I'd encourage them too when they listen to the podcast to post because this was birthed out of. I mean, I, I've been at this 25 years, you know, and you know, I I have experience in things, but and I, and uh, I I've been fortunate not to jump around to a lot of churches. Um, I've been at you know two my entire ministry career, and but I found myself in position of a new church, and I just had that moment where I just I. Reached out, I texted you, Carl. I said, Carl, I just just need some fresh, yeah. vision of. Hey, and I what, said, me too. What should I do? Well, it should be the it's first ironic because when you're when you're new, when you're the green thumb, you don't know what to do for lack of knowledge. Yeah. When you've been at this for twenty years, yeah. you don't know what to do because of an excess of knowledge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I can write a book on what to do, which right. I'm currently doing. I'm excited about that. But that doesn't necessarily tell me what to do next Sunday. Right. That 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 massive experience from 25 years of doing this yeah. doesn't help me know at High Point Church what is the next priority. Yeah. And that's what's hard. It's like I I I can tell you a hundred things you should do, but I can't do a hundred things. I need to do two things this week. Yeah. And that's where the listening, the learning, the the fixing just a few things, and inspiring. It really takes as corny or spiritual as it may sound, being in tune with God and spending time in the word and spending time praying, spending time talking to people and going, God, what do you have for me this week? Yeah. And something you just said there that I don't, I don't know how we missed this in all three of these (laughs) that we've done. What did I say? I'll write it down. um, Networking, networking, networking. I mean, that is, that can be, especially if you've moved to a new town, find out where the children's ministry networks are. There's, yeah, and, and one of the fellows in the Facebook discussion made that point, and he even said, if I can find it here real quick, said, um, make even if it's just one person. Yeah, that was Will Dorsett. He said, also get a network of other yeah. ministers going, even if it's just one. Hey, if you're complaining there's no children's ministry network, like Denver's got a great one, yeah. um, then you start one. Yep. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the, the Boise, Idaho Children's Ministry Network. It could just be you and a friend getting together once a month for coffee. And you need that safe place because there's things I'm not going to complain about to anybody here. You know, you and me can share our frustrations with our jobs or whatever, but I'm not going to do that here because I don't want to say anything negative about the church or the leadership. Of course, boss, there's nothing negative about the church or leadership here. But what I'm saying is you need that safe place outside and that safe person to go, 
Carl, you're you're being a little bit of a, you know, uh, picky. Mr. Poopy Pants. Poopy Pants, yeah. you know, a martyr, whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you need that So he makes to, you clean the yeah. toilets out, you know. Yeah, he makes you pick up his dry cleaning. Yeah, you know, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> But you do. You need that place to vent. You need to, and, you know, utilize meet finding one that you can meet in person with people, uh, get that support. But there's also the network, and you can network through forums on kidology. Um, lots of us are connected to other forums and children's ministry. Those help, and those are great. But man, those in person ones, when you got somebody you can meet with, grab lunch with, uh, laugh with, cry with. <laughs> yeah, and, and I tell you what, I I use text messaging like crazy. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, one of the secrets I use, I know my phones keep going off, and I've been trying to silence everything and doing that to stir Very everything. unprofessional. But one of the things that uh, that a friend of mine taught me, and I'm going to do it right now, uh, you know, guys can't really text each other and say, hey, Craig, I was thinking about you today. Yeah. You know, I mean, we should be able to do that, but, it, like, we creep out. Like, oh, that's weird, right? You know, <laughs> girls can do that. They can say, you know, you, it's like girls can say, hey, I'm going to the bathroom. You want to go with me? You know, a guy says, hey, I'm going to the bath. You want to go with me? Uh, yeah, that, that, that's okay. I'm, I'm good. So a friend of mine told me about something called Siri Roulette. Siri Roulette. Siri Roulette. And okay. Siri Roulette is where a friend comes to mind, God brought him to mind for some reason. You want to reach out, but you don't want to sound corny or creepy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do this to Stanley right now because he's right. one of my Siri Roulette buddies. You just hit the little Siri button and you go, you just talk gibberish. And then Siri, who can translate anything, says, Big bruise, you can blueberry to come look at your booty. <laughs> Kick up the gym with you about blah, blah. I guess with the boot, there was still a little creepiness in this one. Yeah. Um, you do need to read it before you yeah, hit send. Yeah, this is dangerous. Because I don't know Siri, if this is a great idea, Carl. Siri's got a bad mouth. And yeah. She sometimes mouth. says things. Wash so I'm, I'm going to so. hit send to Stanley here. And if he if he replies quickly, I'll read you his reply. Um, Josh Denhart actually taught me that, I believe. That's and so I've got a handful of friends, and now you'll be in on that circle. I don't um, know if I'll be in that circle, Carl. <laughs> but just... But just networking, encouraging each other, keeping in touch, uh, it, it's so important. That's probably a topic for, for another podcast. Yeah. But, uh, hey, when you're starting out, you don't have to be alone is the bottom line. Absolutely. And don't be alone. Yeah, you'll be inspired by other people. Don't isolate each other. Don't isolate yourself. Do it with others. And um, that way you can you have someone else to share ideas with. A lot of, a lot of stories I share with my volunteers are are stories I've heard from other children's ministries and other children's yeah. pastors. Yeah, we all do that. And then you, you, I heard Rick Warren years ago said, hey, the first time you use an illustration, it starts off like this. In 1923, there was two guys who, the second time you tell the same story a year later, it goes, a couple of friends of mine... Then the third time you tell it, the other day a friend of mine and I were. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was the other way around, but yeah, anyway. Well, Stanley hasn't replied yet, so I'm going to start the bumper music. But thank you, Craig, for your time today. Yeah, hey, this was fun. We got to, we have to Do I get a button for doing three in a row? What's that? Sort of commemorative pin for doing you three should. in a row? You should. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we listen, we learn, we got to fix some stuff. We need to be inspiring and creating some excitement, casting vision. It's a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, you can help shape the show. Let me know on Facebook uh, or through email what topics you would like to see addressed here on Kidman Talk. If there's somebody I need to bring into the studio and uh, talk Kidman with them, uh, let me know, and we will. Hey, Carl. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go to the bathroom? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and on that note... 
<laughs> Thank you for listening to Kidman Talk number 104. <laughs> oh, man.